It's almost like sitting across a kitchen table with a cup of coffee. It's conversational. It happens on their own time. They can read it at leisure. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Director of Marketing. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So, Andrew, last summer, I was at four different homeschool conferences, which pales in comparison to how many conferences you were at last summer, but still. Yeah, it's still a lot for you. But what was surprising to me was how many people came up to me and said, you're Julie Walker. You're Julie Walker. (laughs) You're on the podcast. You're the one who has to introduce the thing and (laughs) make comments, and and they like your smiling voice. (laughs) Well, it to me, it's always surprising to learn that people are actually listening to us. I mean, we're sitting in this small little room, you know, actually just having a great conversation. And guess what? Other people are listening in on it. It is very gratifying yeah. to know how many people say, oh, you're my companion while I do the laundry <laughs> or I take you on my run or my walk with me or I, I hide from my children and listen to your podcast. <laughs> Someone said that to me one wow, time. Wow. So. Well, this idea of... We really don't know how many people listen to us, you know, a couple ways, both anecdotally people come up to us and say that, but also we can do a little search and go, oh, wow, there's a lot of people listening to us. And I think the same is true for our IEW blogs. I think you may be right because you just recently shared some statistics that surprised me that it was much more read than I thought. Yes. And so what's your favorite demotivator quote about blogs. Oh, yes. Yes. It's uh, part of the despair.com blogging. I think it goes something like, never have so many said so little to so few. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, we have as a guest on our podcast today, someone that we know and love well. More people read her blogs than we would even know, and that's Jennifer Mauser. Jennifer Mauser. She's our IEW blog curator. And and we've beamed her in from Florida. <laughs> Something like that. Either that or just talking to her via Skype. So. <laughs> hi, Jennifer. Well, hi, Bear. How are you all? Are you staying warm? Barely. <laughs> we, we are. It, it is a cold day. And for some reason, the office seems to be underheated. But uh, we, we are enjoying the not severe winter of Oklahoma. Of course, you never have winter there in uh, in Florida. Oh, right? if it drops it's below, always nice. Yes, if it drops below sixty, I'm shivering. Well, Jennifer, I don't even know how long we have known each other. I don't remember the first time we met or talked. I don't know quite for sure how long you've been working with us on our team. Give us a little of your history with IEW. Well, I first actually, the first contact I had with IEW was in Ohio, where I attended a the CHEO convention. 
And that was held in Columbus. And that is where I met Laura House. And at the time, I had very young children who I was, despite having an English degree and despite feeling fairly competent in writing myself, I couldn't translate those skills to my own children. And I attended Laura's workshop and the light bulb moment happened. And I left that convention with teaching writing structure and style and the student writing intensive level B. And I have never looked back. And I now have three children in college, all of them with great grades in English and one of them even majoring in it. So. Wow. Well, congratulations. Yes, it is interesting how we do meet so many people who, yeah, I know how to write, but I don't know how to teach what I know how to do to someone who doesn't know that. And uh, you're not, that's not the first time I've heard the story. And of course, I'm sure you've heard people say that yes. many times as well. Mm-hmm. So you came on working with us first as an exhibitor helper. An exhibitor for the FPA helper. Convention. At the FPA convention. Okay, wonderful. I've been to the FPEA conference. Let's put in a plug for FPEA. Absolutely. They run the funnest <laughs> convention. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say the funnest, but one of the funnest <laughs> conventions in the whole country. Now, some of our listeners are going to bristle at the fact that Andrew Pudua just said funnest. <laughs> but I'm going to ask English major Jennifer. Do you think funnest is a real word? Is it in the dictionary? I would say it's an excellent superlative. Let's stick with it. <laughs> I uh, I was shocked. Someone played that word mm-hmm. on Words with Friends with me, and I, I uh, my whole soul screeched out, no, it can't be. <laughs> but indeed, and, and if Words with Friends allows it, it is a legal word. It must be true. Might you be confusing banned words with legal words? <laughs> well, no, but all, all the parents running around telling their kids, no, you can't say funnest. Funnest. <laughs> you have to say more fun. That's true. <laughs> right? Or funner. You can't say funner. But anyway, you can. And the thing I love about Florida is all the people are always very happy. It's one of the happiest conferences. I don't know if that's because they happen to escape Disney World right next door and now they're in the, you know, a safe place like the Gaylord Palms Hotel or something. Or because they just came from Disney World and they're still happy. <laughs> the happiness is still just exuding from Julia them. and I have a difference of opinion about the goodness of Disneyland and <laughs> Disney World. But uh, anyway, so uh, tell us a little more. You came to a conference. You started uh, assist helping the booth. Uh, Karen Franklin must have been uh, our exhibitor at that time. And what else did you start to do for us? Well, I got very active for a while. There was a Yahoo group with IEW, and I became very active on that loop, communicating, learning about IEW and sharing how I was using it in my own home. And that is how I got to know Jill Pike. Aha. Uh-huh. Who is a very good friend of Laura House. Yes. <laughs> And of course, we no longer have the Yahoo Loop. We have our own IEW forum, of which you play a big role. I love the forum. It's just a natural extension of my personality, and I enjoy helping everybody on that. And in addition, if that weren't enough, Jennifer also helps us on the 911 team. We are now in emergency services. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't think people would know what that means. No, it's not. It's not an emergency service. Well, it might be for our customer service team yeah. when they need resuscitating. <laughs> but we, we have a wonderful system. And first of all, our customer service people are superbly well qualified. Most of them are homeschool kids, homeschool graduates, homeschool parents. The ones who aren't are now steeped in our in the culture of being able to help families. And then we have a schools team that has is also available in customer service. And of course, you know, we get new people, you know, some people Although we wish they never would leave, sometimes they decide to go off to college or something <laughs> horrible like that. But uh, so we get new people. So I love our system. Someone gets a question from a customer. If they can't answer it, there's someone they can send that to. If they can't answer it, there's someone they can send that question to. And some of our 911 team are the most experienced moms that we've known for, it sounds like almost 20 years, Jennifer, that you have been uh, knowing of us because you, you dropped some really old names and dates there. <laughs> I, I did. It's not been quite 20 years, but it has been quite a while. Long enough that I can't honestly remember when I first started working <laughs> with your materials. Uh, so you're one of the people who gets the question that overflows uh, about products. So you've learned uh, more about all of our new products probably since you stopped directly teaching your kids at home. We keep coming up with new stuff. And uh, so our system, I think, really ensures that every customer who calls, every person, whether they're a customer or not, their question will be answered satisfactorily. That's our goal. Yes. Yeah. And one thing that we love about Jennifer, amongst everything else that she can do, especially in her role as a 911-er, is she can help with special needs questions because she's done a lot of tutoring of special needs students and helping parents and teachers navigate that sometimes overwhelming area. Yeah, and that is uh, an area where we we really want as we, we want to serve as best we possibly can. And sometimes the conversations, I would guess, could go on for quite some time. I have a question for you, Jennifer. What is the either, either the hardest or weirdest question you ever got when answering a phone call from IEW? Oh, that's easy. It wasn't long after <laughs> I began, I got a call from probably a middle school girl who was trying to complete her grammar homework for an unnamed other curriculum. And she contacted <laughs> our help office because she had heard that we knew about grammar and she needed to get nice. her homework done. <laughs> How sweet. How sweet. Oh, she was precious. And does, does she use fix it now? She probably. <laughs> I, I actually did recommend that if she was looking to improve her grammar knowledge, that fix it would be an excellent program to begin. Wow. I didn't even know we're running a grammar hotline. That's <laughs> apparently grammar girl, yes. IEW. Yeah, you know? it's super. We just do it all. <laughs> one of them, one of the posts is usually about our podcast. Oh, kind of a like intro to the podcast mm -hmm. and here's kind of what it's about. So she, so that's why she has to listen to all those podcasts. Right? I do. And it's great, you know, it's great training for me as I continue to teach my own students because I do, do still teach IEW to students. 
Wonderful. So your kids are basically graduated. They're they're not homeschooling or school age anymore, but you're still teaching other people's children. I do. I am teaching world history-based writing lessons to online students this year. Wow, fantastic. And uh, online's pretty interesting because you do get students from all over. Uh, do you have any international? Not yet. No, I... Not yet. Okay. So, Jennifer, you don't actually write all the blog posts yourself. No, I write several, but I don't write all of them. You're right. We have a talented group of writers who contribute, and I'm very thankful for that. So you're like the curator. Yes, you could say I'm a curator. I like that word. Thank you. <laughs> it was Julie's word. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, the ones I like reading, the ones I've seen that I like reading the most are the ones about where are they now, the the, the grown-up, graduated IEW students. Oh, yes. Um, I love hearing from students who have taken their knowledge of IEW and moved on. Some of them are actually still in school, but they've got excellent writing careers they're pursuing, and some have gone on and have become teachers or authors in their own right, and it's great to hear from them. So, Jennifer, how does that work? You contact them and you interview them and then you write up the blog? I do. I will usually hear, um, sometimes it's it comes from local, but oftentimes it's somebody at the office who's gotten in contact with somebody who, a graduate of IEW or is has had some really wonderful publishing experiences. And then I reach out to that person and learn more about their experiences and, and share a little bit of what they're doing with our readers. It's really wonderful for parents and teachers to hear about the successes that students have, especially as a parent who might be walking through that process and not seeing the end. They can say, oh, so this is something that could potentially happen. It's a great way to go. And Andrew, your son is on a Where Are They Now blog post, and so is mine. Well, How about that? <laughs> uh, that's good, because when we, we met, our sons were little guys, little, <laughs> little tykes. Guys, you know right. what's happening to me. Uh, this, this just makes me feel so old, but also kind of happy. I now, when I travel, inevitably, almost everywhere, you know, every significant sized event that I'm at, I will meet a woman who is... Well, she looks to me about 21, but she's probably 30 because she'll have a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old and maybe another one. And she will say to me, wow, Mr. Pudua, you probably don't remember me, but I was in your writing class when I was a teenager <laughs> back in, you know, name the year. Uh, and now we're seeing a very significant number of second generation mm -hmm. homeschoolers. So in mm -hmm. addition to, you know, kids that, learned the writing system, grew up, and then wanted to go into teaching, uh, we now have those who are choosing the homeschool mom route yes. and saying, now buying our stuff to teach their own children. Right, right. Or they're growing up, going to school to become teachers and then becoming a classroom teacher and bringing some of that, their home education experience yeah. in the, into the classroom. In fact, when I was in China, mm. I met a teacher at a school mm -hmm. who was a homeschool kid in the U.S. Nice. Who did the student writing intensive. <laughs> wow. 
And unfortunately, I was kind of sad because she's the music teacher in the school. <laughs> and I thought, well, you should just, you know, sneak in and do the writing too. So we, we should try to find a second generation. Where are they now? Ooh. Have we ever found one? Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, Jennifer, like a, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, a, a homeschool mom who was a homeschool kid mm -hmm. who grew up doing some IEW and has now got kids old enough to do that. Okay. I'll keep eyes out. We'll do that. That's going on my list. <laughs> so, Jennifer, what is some of the favorite content that you write for our blog? My personal favorites, uh, one of them that I wrote initially is a piece called Checklists, Not Just for Enchiladas. And I had a lot of fun oh, writing right. that one. <laughs> yes. And it was. And it included an en enchilada recipe, it if did, I recall. <laughs> a very good enchilada recipe, and it was very personal in nature. So I, en I enjoyed writing that one. I also, when I went to college, I majored in English, but my. In my focus was on British poetry. So I love the pieces where we bring a poem out and maybe discuss it or share it. So those are a lot of fun to highlight. And then as far as educational purposes go, I really love the piece that Jill Pike did on um, celebrating the checklist. That's a great piece. Mm, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep, and that one is actually one of our most po popular posts this year. I'm not surprised. So, yeah. And uh, you now know, of course, uh, I'm wondering if uh, all of our listeners know about the checklist generator, Yeah. Uh, which is on the premium content. Oh, it's which great. I love using it we, with my class. Yeah, it makes it so easy. And for years, I struggled with Microsoft Word, trying to remember what was the secret key combination that would give you a cool-looking box, <laughs> oh. you know, and then getting all the tabs set up right. And then when you wanted to change something and getting the lines, oh, hours, dozens, hundreds of hours, just <laughs> trying to make good-looking checklists. <laughs> If only I'd had that thing. Oh, it is right. beautiful. It looks wonderful yeah. when I, and it's, you know, I don't even want to tell my students. I say, look, I have this personal checklist and I'll have their name on it. And it's got everything <laughs> that they're doing. And they're just, they actually treasure that thing because that's their personal checklist. So the students love it too. Andrew, we should do a, an entire podcast episode on, on our checklist generator and the cool things that it can do. And how you use it. I think that would be very interesting. A whole podcast episode? I do think – I think there's enough content. All right. Well, we could do a checklist generator plus uh, best jokes. Best jokes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, way, that way we could fill up you know, the whole time. But <laughs> What do you think, uh, Jennifer, people most enjoy r reading about when they, when they get the blog? Are you, do, do, can people comment on our blog? They can. So do you follow any of those comments yourself, Jennifer? What, what do you think people most appreciate? I follow every single comment that comes into the blog. I check it at least once a day. And the comments wow. that I usually get are thank yous for maybe highlighting. For, for example, when the test came out, classic learning test came out. We had a lot of people who were very grateful to learn about that because they had an opportunity to sign up for that for free. And then I also like that it's a venue, if you will, that's very, a, a mother or a teacher can take advantage of that. And it's almost like sitting across 
a kitchen table with a cup of coffee. It's conversational. It happens on their own time. They can read it at leisure and then they can think about it and respond in their own time. So it, it's, a, a, I guess, if you will, a, a very painless and conversational way to gain additional information uh, and guidance on writing. I love the way you just said that. It's like sitting across a kitchen table and having a conversation. That's beautiful because part of our fear, of course, is that technology eclipses humanity. You you created that image where, no, this is a, a use of technology that can enhance. Uh, and, and, of course, the, the very busy life of teachers and moms having time to think and then respond. Right. Thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. So over the years, we have, as a team... Andrew occasionally, probably not often enough, but many of us have contributed to the blogs. There are hundreds of blog posts out there. Yeah, that was a little uh, encouragement, Andrew, to perhaps write a blog post for our listeners. Oh, I don't know if I could do anything good enough to make it, but I'll try. <laughs> well, you'll have to run it by Jennifer. She'll she'll make sure it's good enough. I have That's faith nice in you. About. But what I wanted to say is what I love is of all the hundreds of posts out there, you can search through it and probably find some content that will really help you. In fact, one of our most popular posts was one that Jill Pike had done in 2015, and that's the difference between the number five and number two sentence opener. And people felt that they need that level of teaching just to really understand the nuances between them. I, I saw that post and I was repulsed. I know you were. I'm sure you were. Eggplant. Why, why a big picture of an ugly eggplant there? I, Probably just to get your attention, Andrew. I guess. Well, I don't want to read anything about eggplant. If Nevertheless. You ever but yeah, Andrew so Poodle. the posts run from, you know, inspiring mm-hmm. to practical, right. uh, to technical, right. even. Uh, and they are searchable, right? Mm-hmm. There's a kind of a filtering system where you can find the type of posts that would answer the question you might have. Yeah, Jennifer does a good job of tagging them. Yep. And then, Jennifer, tell our listeners how, if they're interested in getting an email digest of the blogs each week, just to, you know, that's what I do. Oh, that I way, should do that. You should do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of scroll through and say, yeah, I'm interested in that one. And then you click on it and can read the whole thing. Or you can say, no, I'm not interested in that one and just disregard it. Okay. Yeah. How, do you, how do I sign up? I'm, I'm, oh, well. I didn't even know we could do you that. You absolutely can. What you do is you type in IEW.com, scroll down to the bottom, and you will see over towards the left a box where it says subscribe below email updates. And click on that box, and it will take you to the IEW email list. And you can fill that out, and you can see their subscription preferences. And one of those preference choices is the Blog Weekly Digest. And there's other great stuff in there. I actually subscribe to all of it. I love it all. (laughs) Well, now, if I already have an account on my website, (laughs) um, I don't want to get double emails. Do you... Should I log in before I do that or just use the same email? It doesn't matter. If if you are already subscribed, it's not going to double up. So you're safe. Okay. All right. Because if I get double emails, I'm just going to start deleting it all. Yeah. Just unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jennifer, your service to us is just so appreciated. In some ways, I think... You're like the goalie of the soccer team. If you 
we're not there, we would really miss you. But sometimes because what you do is behind the scenes, we forget that we have such a valuable team member. But I think the content that you help to curate honestly keeps us relevant, helps people find us. If they're looking for writing curriculum special needs, they're going to perhaps stumble across a blog post that you've written. You know, if they want to learn about eggplant, (laughs) they'll probably find the number five, number two sentence opener blog post that Andrew is talking about. And perhaps even if they search for Andrew Poudois, IEW blog post, they might actually find one that he's written because you have written a couple. Oh, boy. Well, thank you. I, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to reach so many people across the world. It's a venue that I never expected to have, and I'm grateful for it. And I consider it a great responsibility as well. Well, we appreciate it. And uh, it's interesting how we have such almost intimate relationships with team members Mm -hmm. who are on the other side of the country Mm -hmm. and uh, another great thing about technology that we could do this today thank you jennifer you're very welcome thank you adios thanks so much for joining us If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcasts. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Poudoua and the team at IEW, I thank you for the privilege of allowing us to partner with you on your journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking.